ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I am Matt. And today we're continuing our mini-sode episode, What Have You Been Watching? Matt, I'm coming off a little bit of a high right now, i got to be honest, because we just interviewed Steve Johnson, the makeup effects master, and it was a blast. Yeah, we had a great time, so definitely keep your ears and eyes open for that. It's going to be a really fun interview, um, <laughs> maybe even two. He's, uh, he's done Ghostbusters. He's done Nightmare on Elm Street 4. He's done species he's done bicentennial man which oh my god we didn't even fucking mention that one um we, we didn't even talk about species we'll have to have him back on but he was great i know really really How funny check him out steve johnson he used to run a place called edge effects we didn't even talk about edge effects shit he's, I mean, on he, <laughs> he's, he's writing books now he, he wrote a book called rubberhead and uh he has two volumes uh, one volume's out now and one's volume's about to come out and uh and they're, they're these amazing behind-the-scenes stories, and we got to hear a bunch of them. It was just a great interview, so keep your ear to the ground for that. But coming after that, it was like, well, we need something for this upcoming week, so we're going to keep our mini-sode thing going with a little What Have You Been Watching? Matt, what have you been watching? Well, to prep for this, I watched a movie called Night of the Demons. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah, dude. Nipple Pocket. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Nipple Pocket. <laughs> Oh, what is wrong with us? We'll, we'll we'll definitely have to have him back on then. Yeah, it's a it's a movie about a bunch of people who have a party in an old abandoned like haunted house, and I didn't think it was that great. I wasn't really. I was imp- I was waiting for more like vintage eighties horror, and I guess it is that. But it just there was nothing in it really except for the booby pocket to differentiate itself from other eighties movies. Hey, you've seen it before, right? Yeah, it has one of my least favorite characters ever in an 80s movie. The big fat guy with the pig nose? Yeah, the big fat guy <laughs> in the pig nose who just constantly calls women bitches, and I, I just hate that. I hate that it, guy. It, yeah, it definitely seems like a um, this one character is just super... He's like almost like the jock character as far as cockiness and being a dick. Yeah, but he's a big but, fat ass. Right, and it he just hates on everybody. He's just a, dis, uh, he's just a dick to everybody. But to the point where he's not even funny as a tropey character. But uh, the effects, Steve Johnson, the effects, the effects are really, really good. Um, the bitching, yeah. I don't think it's the best example of his work. I think it. Oh, we didn't talk about Bad Moon. Damn it! Oh God, <laughs> fuck. But like, it, it <laughs> Steve, you got to come back. Don't go, Steve. You got to come back. But yeah, Night Night of the Demons. It's 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 fun. It's worth a watch if you're into you know old. 80s horror no, movies. No, it, it, it definitely has its place at the table. It and it definitely reminds me of like you know the the old Italian sort of possession movies because it kind of doesn't make sense, but there's a lot of like crazy gory moments which yeah, are like yeah. that's cool. And and I do appreciate the effects. And like I said, there's a, a point where a woman becomes possessed, takes out her lipstick, wipes it on her lips, and then proceeds to push the lipstick into her boob until it disappears. Like, pushes it through her skin into her boob. And my wife at that moment goes, does she have a nipple pocket? <laughs> <laughs> it's also interesting because there is a subgenre of horror that this is now part of in which younger brothers are eerily complimentary of their sister's boobs. Yes. Elves is one. 
That's a good one. That's actually one of the best ones. Ah, uh, my sister's got big tits, and now I'm going to tell everyone that I saw him, and he runs out of the room. Yeah, what the hell? That's one fun house at the beginning. There's a, a trick scare where the, the younger brother stabs his, or pretends to stab his sister in the shower. He at least isn't as creepy about it. The yeah, he's ki- trying to scare her, but, dude, your sister's in the shower. You know what's going to happen. Beautiful, giant honking knockers. <laughs> 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 and then in this movie, there's a character named Billy, who's one of the main main uh, girl's brothers. He is hiding in her closet, and she goes to open the closet, and she's topless. He jumps out and goes, he scares her, and he's got a mask, and he pulls the mask off, and he goes, wow, Bob <laughs> Even. Can't even do it. Wow, bodacious boobies, sis. You keep going. You'll have to hire someone just to tie your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's just say, like, I was always grossed out that my sister had anything sexual about her. Like, it's yeah. gross. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. I certainly don't want to see it. And I think if I saw it, I just wouldn't acknowledge it. I wouldn't be like, whoa, sis, those are bodacious boobs. <laughs> Boobies. <laughs> well, yeah. Why is there an entire, like, sub-character, what would you call troped character of the pervy little brother who's turned on by his sister? Yeah, like, I feel like you would just, maybe I'm an older brother, and that's why I'm not into it, but I would, I would think I would just be grossed out by it. I mean, even if you're a younger brother, you should be grossed out by it. Because if you are that kid in a horror movie, you're seen as a little pervy piece of shit. (laughs) Don't be that kid. Don't be that kid. And unfortunately, this was before the time when they would fuck up little kids like that. So they usually just get scared or like... Right, that kid, you know that kid's not locked dying. In a tr- yeah, they get locked in a trunk. But like in most horror movies, that's a mark for death, son. <laughs> he would be interesting to have... On a what have you been watching? Because you'd be like, what have you been watching, pervy kid? My sister's jugs, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And he'd be like, that? Oh, and Porky's. (laughs) Remember in the 80s when it was completely acceptable to be like a voyeuristic pervo? Yeah, not a problem. Whatever. It was all in fun. It was all in fun. You're like, I was I was alienating you as a human being, objectifying you and breaking laws and just being a bad person. But it was pretty funny, right? It's pretty funny, right? Yeah, we had some good times. Boy, shooing. What have you been watching, Rumi? I watched some really cool movies recently. I've been going to the theater more. The theater. I always love. I don't know if everyone has noticed it. I don't know that we've talked about it, but Rumi says the theater instead of theater, even if he means a movie theater, even if he means fucking the AMC, he says <laughs> theater. And when I first heard you do it, I wanted to slap you. And the first hundred times I wanted to slap you because I thought you were doing it on purpose to be like a stupid hipster, like, oh, I don't say theater. But like, that's just Rumi. That's just who Rumi is. And now I love it about you. Well, now you can't slap me because I'm in the Skype machine. So come on, baby. Give me your best shot. Is there a button for that? I don't know how to do that. I'm not technological. <laughs> hello. Hello, operator. <laughs> <laughs> I could send you a slap in the mail somehow, like a UPS guy uh, signed for yeah. this. Ka-cha. Ka-cha. <laughs> but no, it, it, it is a, a fun little thing that, that Rumi says theater. And I, I used to judge him on it like for the first couple times. But I was like, no, no, he's not doing it on purpose. That's just what he Here's says. Here's the thing. I hear the word that means a place where you go watch stuff. When you guys say it, it it's it's theater. It's like ski, like skeeter, like a hillbilly saying a mosquito. You guys, theater is what I hear you guys saying when you're like, no, you say it wrong. I'm like, well, what word are you trying to say? And you guys are like, theater. And I'm like, 
That's T H E E T E R. Is I what, what I hear saying. the words that you guys say. Theater. Theater is a word that I see on a page that means place people go see. I don't know why that That makes sense. Happened. Do you do you cut things with a knifey then? <laughs> That's not they're not spelled even remotely the same. What are you talking about? A knife knife is spelled knifey. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's does not spelled theater. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby doesn't understand sarcasm. <laughs> That's I don't. another That's thing I love about Ruby. I, I don't get sarcasm. You're an, you're an interesting little creature, Ruby. I would pat your head. <laughs> what have you been watching, you little theater? <laughs> I saw I saw Solo, I saw Upgrade, and I saw Hereditary. Oh, I've only seen Solo, and we need to talk about that. We might not hit that too hard right now because I think we might want to hit that later. But we do should hit it later. But I think you and I both had a had a big roomy swing for it. Yeah, we loved it. I don't. I really <laughs> don't understand. Like, I literally don't understand why it's catching so much flack. What What did you think? I know exactly. I loved it. I thought it was a really entertaining ride. But I was able to swallow the pill that was he's not Harrison Ford. Sure, and I think that's probably very important. Important, and I think that is a, a, a large part of what people were getting hung up on. That makes sense to me. And if this was Star Wars movie about a guy who did stuff, it'd be a fun, fun Star Wars movie. And it would be really cool. The hard part is definitely, oh, you're trying to sell me Harrison Ford in this, but it's not. And I went in being like, well, I guess I'm going to go see this piece of shit so I can rip on it with Rumi. And I saw it and was like, I was waiting for it to get shitty. And I was like, oh, this might get shitty. Oh, wait, no, it's actually kind of cool. Oh, here it comes. This is going to get real shitty. Oh, I'm actually enjoying that. And I mean, the stuff that I have to harp on it, you know, it, you know, it is what it is. They're definitely problems. But at the end of the day, I had a good time. Oh, and I think that's one of its big, biggest strengths was that it was like fun. It had some fun adventures. It had some silly things that they had to do. I mean... Part of it, and I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but it was one story. These characters got together, had to come up with something, went and did it, came back, then had to go do another thing. The other Star Wars movies, part of the reason I didn't like them was because you had three or four different plot lines, which didn't make sense altogether, let alone separated. And one or two of those, each of those movies, one or two of their plot lines was just flat out boring. So every time it came back to a story, you were like, fuck, I'm just going to sit here now until we go back to the A story. You guys still in the slowest chase scene ever? Okay. Yeah, See you later. yeah that makes absolutely no sense up and down. Do you uh, guys want to cut back to the more interesting story that doesn't make any sense either? Okay, let's do that for right. a little bit. This, like, the whole thing made sense. It was paced well. It was fun. Yeah. And I liked the I liked all the characters except for Solo, and I did not like him. I just didn't, he just wasn't Harrison Ford. Sure, I agree, and I, I agree with that as well. I think it was, I think it was definitely a lot of fun. I mean, they could have sold that movie as different Star Wars movie, and I would have really liked it. Like, they could have called it Smuggler Magoo. Smuggler Magoo. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Smuggler what's, Magoo meets Wookiee McGee. And what's your they have name? A party. I don't know. Smuggler? What's <laughs> your last name? Who are your people? The Magoos? <laughs> well, imagine if he actually got through with the Mother of Dragons and be like, what's your last name? Uh, I don't know. It's just the two of us. He's like... Duo. <laughs> Han Duo. Han Duo would have been a completely different movie. And if he had already met Chewie, it would have been Trio. We could have gone on forever. What were the, you said you watched Hereditary and what was the other one? Upgrade. Tell us about those. 
So Upgrade, I saw this with my dad, and it was a pretty cool like sci-fi movie. I, I akin it to like Six Million Dollar Man meets The Fugitive, and it's like this guy is trying to solve a mystery, a murder mystery. So I mean, he, he he's paralyzed. He's paralyzed from the neck down. He's in a wheelchair, and and he gets this upgrade to his body that makes his arms and legs move, but it talks to him. He can hear the computer being like. You need to do, you need to karate chop this guy in the face right now. And he's like, what? And he's like, you want me to do it for you? And he's like, what? And he's like, let me do it for you. And he's like, do it for me. And he starts doing crazy karate moves and just kicking everybody's ass. And it's a really cool movie. And I thought it was going to be like a hyper violent, like nonstop action ride. But it actually had a lot more like heart and character to it than I thought. It's pretty simple in the areas where it's a little plot holy sim because it's so such a simple plot like i'm gonna solve this thing i get this upgrade i kick people's asses i solve the mystery the end where it starts to kind of get some thin plot structure it makes up with for badass fight scenes all right it's it's definitely worth watching it's a good time and definitely better than i thought it was going to be and then hereditary was amazing I've heard. I've heard a couple people condescend it, but I've most well, people I've heard like it. The lights came up, and I went, oh, shit, I forgot to breathe. Oh, man, that was so <laughs> fucked up. The guy next to me goes, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And it was like, that's the difference. Like, you're either on board, or you. this is the dumbest thing you've ever seen. Did he actually make the fart sound with his tongue? No, but uh, there were a lot of people in the theater who were like, that was stupid. And a lot of people sitting right next to him being like, what? That was amazing. What are you talking about? It is not what you expect. It's definitely a slow build movie. It might not even be a horror movie if it wasn't for the third act. It starts out as a family grief drama. This family is dealing with a lot of loss, a lot of funerals back to back, a lot of messed up family issues and baggage that then starts to infect their lives into something horrifying and the end is just like what am i watching because it plants these seeds that by the time they fester it's breaking out of your brain like an alien and you're like oh my oh my god this is so messed up and it plays on all these family fears and trust and just like bad toxic family environments and the ending i just i was blown away by it but yeah it's it's definitely slow it's a it's an intellectual horror movie that isn't like Jason it's not The Ring it's not a Freddy Krueger it's more like The Witch it's not even like The Exorcist it's even more subtle than that but in that subtlety it builds to something that your mind's like it, you know it gets in your head do you think I would like it did you like The Witch I know you fell asleep during it I didn't fall asleep but I was get it was late and I was getting tired and I turned it off because I didn't want to listen to like old school English language yeah, I mean, it depends on how much you like slow, festering, like, thriller, horror. I mean, like I said, it's hard to classify it as horror because it's it's a smarter horror movie. So you might watch it and be like, I'm bored. But if you go in being like, I want to see families dealing with grief, which is a hard movie to be prepared to want to see, but it ends so strong. I mean, it's 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 just well-crafted. But yes, it is not a straightforward, like, monsters, boo, scary. It's, it's very much like the mother never wanted to have this son, and they resent each other, and that resentment builds to the point that they're resurrecting ancient demons. All right. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to give it a shot. Like, my thought was to try to see it 
in the next week or so. I don't know. I hopefully I'll be able to get to it, but it's 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 a tough one. I definitely I definitely don't think it's for everybody. I definitely understand why a lot of mainstream mainstream people who expect a mainstream movie are not on board with it. But I I think this is a a classic, man. I think it really as a as like Rosemary's Baby. Okay. I didn't like her. I didn't like her haircut, but otherwise, um, oh, you didn't like the pixie cut. She was so cute. Oh, I'll go on record right now. I cannot stand the pixie cut. You don't like pixie cut? No, dog. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone look good with that. All right, not even Janet Lee in Psycho. No, no, nobody. Zero people. Zero peoples. All right. I'm lucky that neither of our wives have pixie cuts. <laughs> I I told Amanda not to, and she uh. almost, she almost did it just to disp- just to spite me. <laughs> I said, "Go ahead." I had my finger on the divorce button. I was like, "Go ahead, see what happens." <laughs> my wife doesn't always choose her battles, but when she does. That's hysterical. <laughs> You've been watching anything else? Not watching, but I actually just read a good book. One character that I've never been able to get into, I, I say I shouldn't say never been able to get into, I just never have gotten into, is Green Lantern. And I've read him tangentially in, you know, Justice League book or a Batman book or even a Superman book. But I've never read him by himself. So I asked around and asked what everyone thought were some good good starting on points and a lot of people pointed me towards the Jeff Johns run so I just read the whole Rebirth trade which is oh, a yeah? little chunk from Wizard and then six issues of Green Lantern Rebirth five or six issues of Green Lantern Rebirth and it was good really really, really good? good yeah I mean good. I reading it I realized they made reference to a lot of things that I knew like I got the reference but even if you didn't it was made in such a way to say okay even if you don't know what this war was about you know that now that there was a war where this was the victor and that was the 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 the, the loser the lantern the lantern corp war or whatever it is that is going to happen later from where i am right now but like mm-hmm. it'll mention different things like like how jordan was green lantern he eventually went crazy and killed almost all the green lanterns and became this other thing called parallax they had this thing where they in this they kind of explained that parallax was a force that took over him so okay even if you didn't read those other books which i have even if i didn't read that i understand that that's happened to him um and he then ends up he ends up dying and he, his soul gets bonded to the specter which is like dc's spirit of vengeance so even if yeah. you, and i knew that but i haven't read those adventures but i knew that it was something that happened but it really the book was really interesting. It wasn't Shakespeare, but it was really good. It does a great job of saying to anybody, whether you're a big Green Lantern fan or a big even DCU fan or just someone who's never read a comic book, it's like, okay, this is what happened. I will tell you just enough of this so you understand where we're coming from. Now I will close the door on that and start this new chapter in what feels like, I think so far, a completely organic exciting way so i have that and i actually bought the next trade too which is the start of jeff johnson's you know um which is the start of jeff johnson's actual green lantern run the first couple issues of green lantern but i'm actually i'm digging it so far enough and he's cool because he's a character who just has no fear and a, a sheer force of willpower and it's pretty interesting it's pretty interesting yeah i've never been a fan of green lantern i feel like his power is kind of unlimited to the point that it's too powerful sure you know same problem superman has but i I could be into it if it's done creatively i mean the idea of having a ring that makes 
cool power stuff happen, I think could be could be very cool. But well, it does a cool like there's one line in here where Green Arrow ends up putting the ring on and he's talked about how he had the ring once and he couldn't get it to even light up. So now he takes the ring and because someone is in danger, he puts the ring on and tries his hardest to make something happen. He's able to shoot one, you know, green arrow construct out of it. After that, another character runs up to him and is like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, I feel like I haven't slept in days. It, that Doing that one thing took it out of me. I honestly feel like I'm on death's door. And he, he's talking to another Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner. And he goes, does it feel like that? He goes, is that how it always feels? And Kyle Rayner looks at him and goes, every time. And that makes you realize that like, to me, I'm like, I'm a huge force of willpower. I could do whatever I want. I think I'm amazing. I would be a great Green Lantern. But that's not just what it's about. You know what I mean? It's It takes it out of you just to be able to do that, which I think is like super fucking cool. Like what a great you know, great insight into how those powers work. I, I think I may have come on to or started on Green Lantern in like a way earlier age when, I mean, I think the first one I read, like he used a, he made a green frying pan, smack some bad guys. And I was like, really? Sure. That's, and I, I agree with that. That's cheese ball. Which is why, and like this, that's why I didn't start this, you know, my, my research or my reading on him in the 60s, 70s and 80s. I wanted to start yeah. more recently. Super fuck. I mean, pretty cool. I guess I would have one go-to move. I'd be like Blanca from the first Street Fighter game when you just keep doing that one move where he electrifies. <laughs> I would just like make a giant green ball appear around whoever I was pissed at and they just suffocate, you know, just crush them. Just stomp, stomp, stomp. Like, why would you do anything else? You wouldn't have to, like, you wouldn't need any other frying pans or giant vacuum See, and that's why I like, that's why I'd rather... Um at least historically, rather read the street level heroes like certainly Daredevil and Punisher, but like even Spider Man. Spider Man has a, and Wolverine even have a really good power set, but it's still limited. Whereas it's like still Superman limited, yeah. and Green Lantern, yeah, it just seems like why would you not always just do this? But at least this run excites me because to say just to shoot an arrow out of that ring takes everything out of you. Okay, yeah. now you're kind of putting some perspective and some some limits on it. So I'm going to give it a couple books and see how I see how I take to it. When they introduced the scope of what the Green Lantern Corps is, that was interesting. You know, you have all these other dimensions and worlds combined into this thing. I, I thought that was a really interesting and brought the scope to something that deserved unlimited power like that. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty interesting. I do like the idea that each emotion and each feeling and each personality trait can be, you know, represented by a color and those warriors can use that color to, you know, to, to power their powers. I think it's, yeah. it's pretty... I haven't gotten into the... It's a, You know what it is? It's a mythos and I kind of like... When you're reading a book or watching a movie, I like when you create a whole world, right? When you create Star yeah. Wars and you have not only the Empire and the Rebels, but you also have the Force and the Force has a history and yeah. everybody has the Force, even if you're not a Jedi, but certain people can access it in different ways and even certain Jedis can do different things with it. I like that. I like that that, that you're building a mythos there. You know what I mean? I like, that's why we like the original aliens movies so much. And we hate the new shit because you built this amazing, cool world and now you're shitting all over it by changing everything. Now like, you're that stirring it with your dick. Yeah. It's stupid. No, you're stirring it with a flute. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, 
That's what we've been watching. Guys, you can keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and on our website, launchpadpod.com. Guys, that website is getting a little bit of an upgrade. We got a new blog system on there. We're going to be releasing our episodes on the website. We're going to be putting some articles on the blog. We got some stuff coming out that you guys are going to be excited about. It'll be out by Comic-Con, but... We're going to have some uh, some some little webcomic action happening. We'll we'll tell you about it. We'll do a big release, but we're pretty excited. It's coming up. We're bringing our buddy Steve Prince on to help us with this, and we're going to have a big announcement coming up soon about that. Guys, if you are going to San Diego Comic-Con, we have a big announcement. We announced it last week when we did our Legacy Monsters podcast with the Famous Monsters of Filmland. If you are in San Diego for Comic-Con on Friday at the Famous Monsters of Filmland panel, you can find us, the Rocketeers. We'll be moderating that stuff, man. It is going to be so awesome. We're so pumped for this. That's going to be Friday the 20th, San Diego Comic-Con. We don't know where it's going to be just yet, but we will let you know. It'll definitely be in all the programs and whatnot, but we will let you know as soon as we know. But please come, say hi. It's going to be a bitchin' panel. We're still putting together some of the details, but it's going to be a lot about Famous Monsters, what they have going on. And let me tell you, they have some pretty cool shit coming some down the Some awesome upcoming projects. Like we said at the top of the episode, we just interviewed Steve Johnson, the makeup effect artist legend. He's got some books coming out, so keep an eye out for those, the Rubberhead series, and keep an ear out for our interview with him, which should be out next week. Man, we got a lot of cool stuff happening, Rumi. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. There's even stuff that we haven't told you guys about yet, but we have some cool interviews. We have, I mean, Comic-Con's going to be amazing. We're hosting another comic book event that's being put together, so keep it right here. We'll we'll keep you guys posted with what we're at, and hopefully at some of these events, come come say hi to us. We're going to have probably have some uh, launch pad swag on and we have some really fancy microphones that got some names on them so you know who Ooh. he is <laughs> yeah yeah so. we got business cards uh yeah we got we got it's gonna be awesome so guys thank you so much for being fans thank you so much for listening big shout out to all our international listeners here and abroad i mean we just really appreciate everything hit us up and until next time rocketeers <laughs> oh we have no international listeners here they're all abroad <laughs> <laughs> i don't always geography but when i do i fuck it up <laughs> i don't always geography here but when i do it's abroad it's abroad <laughs> it's international <laughs> It's international. (laughs) I'm not cutting a minute of that. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much. Rocketeers, out. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.